Welcome to My Dark Hour with Morgan and Carrie. Oh my god, you guys. So we we've this is a momentous occasion in MDH history because what has happened is we just decided to just do a motherfucking podcast right out of the blue. Yeah. It just happened. Impromptu podcast. That is that's a first. In, first. in the world of my dark hour we don't have uh, any notes no we're we're free balling we're on fire <laughs> we oh, it's it's gonna be amazing okay yes. so oh you guys okay but I feel like now I feel like we're okay wait so we're gonna talk about wait what this is what we should do okay we should <laughs> talk about why we're doing an impromptu one first then, you know, follow the regular script. So, like, you know, our personal experiences with it, on and on. Okay. Okay. So, we're doing uh, the Chris and Shanann Watts murder. Now, I, I feel like we're a little behind the ball, because once Netflix gets a hold of it, it's, like, it's it's oh. a little played out. Oh, it's played the fuck it's, out. I feel like super everyone has become, like, a web sleuth on this one I know yeah. and so like I don't feel like we're being original at all Mm-mm. but but we got some shit to say so this is so much our, to say so much to say and this has been on our radar since it happened so this oh. happened in 2018 and we've been talking about it ever since yeah like, like we were talking before. about it as it happened right yeah totally um girl and like so, yeah, I, I guess, like, that's a good segue into our personal experience. Like, what, I mean, do you recall, like, what you were thinking? Like, what struck you at first about this? Well, I mean, like the Scott and Lacey Peterson uh, story, this is, I mean, this is a cliche. The missing mm-hmm. pregnant mm-hmm. wife, you mm-hmm. know, the husband doing the, like, pleas for you know, someone to return his missing wife and child. So when it happened, I was like, ugh, here we go. Another fucking guy who kills his wife. That's bullshit. Wait, which how many times do men have to do this before they fucking figure it out? That like oh. this never ends well for them ever. Ever. And like, this, doing it. <laughs> it's unreal how much this happens. It's unreal to me how many dudes are like, oh, I, I have a new girlfriend and she's really hot. So I think I'm just going to, like, kill my wife. I'm like, what are you doing? Kill my entire family. And my, yeah. and my kids, just by the way, and my kids. Oh, my God. So anyway, so, like, that was sort of whatever. But I remember um, she had, the, the wife, Shanann, had a large um, social media presence, as people do. And so that definitely made it um, different because there was a, like, I mean – yeah, we're going to end up talking about social media a lot mm. and how bullshit everything on social media is. So there was just there was a lot of juxtaposition of her super upbeat 
social media presence and then the reality of the situation, which is she had maybe not the happiest marriage and then ended in murder. So there was that. Girl, and that's like, okay, so that's what I can remember the most about our conversations regarding this was that like we, I can remember sitting in Via Marina (laughs) in the bar (laughs) talking about how like this woman had her kids singing like, my daddy is my hero. And like, doing the video where she like shows him her pregnancy test and he clearly is like not super stoked about it but like like and it was just like this like icky depressing like trying so hard to make your life look like something that it's not um and I remember us talking about and I don't know if she had even if we had known what happened at this point yet um but like I, th- I remember talking about his pleas and how they seemed so fake. Like he went on the news and was like, I just want them to run into my arms. And it was like, he clearly had like zero emotion. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Not the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Cause I feel like I've seen this actually a lot of men it, doing this, but yeah, it happens a lot. Some are better than others at pretending yeah. to give a shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, he wasn't great at it. Have you seen the movie Gone Girl? No. Oh. I mean, I, know. I need to see it. It's not one of Fincher's best. I wouldn't say it's like top tier David Fincher, but it it's better than it should be. Yeah. But it's, you know, a version of this story. And so there's this whole sequence where like Ben, uh, oh my God, my, my grasp ben of names. Affleck. Really, thank you. Jesus Christ. I cannot think of anybody's name right now. <laughs> um, he's having to do that. For the media, this whole, like, oh, please come back. I miss you so much. But he doesn't really want her to come back. Anyway, but that's what this reminded me of. I was like, oh, it's just, like, Gone Girl. It's it's Ben's, yeah, Ben Affleck. It's also crazy, though. Like, okay, Scott Peterson, I think, kind of resembles Ben Affleck. They have the same energy to me. Oh, I think that's why Ben Affleck was cast. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure. Because that book was totally based on that case Scott and Lacey Peterson yeah yeah and so I think yeah because they looked similar oh my god but then this guy Chris Watts has like the shining white teeth of Ben Affleck those like super like movie star teeth girl we have so okay sorry I'm gonna talk about with his with his appearance and her appearance like oh my god I can't to talk about his appearance (gasps) it's it's a lot um okay so I also have one more personal connection. Yeah. Which is another reason why ugh, I like it can part of me is just kind of like ugh, about this case because this <laughs> psychotic bitch that I worked with who I hate probably more than almost anyone in this world. Like for some reason she knew that I was like into, you know, talking or like <laughs> talking about murder <laughs> and she became obsessed with this and then would talk to me endlessly about this fucking case and about Nicole Kessinger and about like all this shit. And she would like have her own theories. And I just wanted to be like, get out of my life. So like everyone, when I say like everyone has talked about this case and dug into this case, it's literally everyone, including my psychotic coworker who was this scary ass Christian woman. So I remember you talking about her. Well, and there's also, so we have been talking about this since it happened, which is in 2018, but we've also been reluctant 
to mm-hmm. delve into it because because uh, I think we're worried that we're going to get doxxed because we're going to say like super offensive shit. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of the one of the concerns. Um, okay, so the book that we read is The Perfect Father, and perfect is crossed out by John Glatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author. And, and it journalist. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. I have to say, like I was I was skeptical because it was written, I feel like kind of quickly, but it was it was okay. Girl, I read it in a night. I know you did. It was impressive. Uh, it was very, it read, um, it went down like a sweet wine. It did. It went down easy. <laughs> um, and I, and I do think it gave a more new, a more nuanced picture of Shanann. Although I, I still got to say, she doesn't come off looking great. Like up no. until the point where she gets murdered. I'm like, dude, the most sympathetic character in this book is Chris Watts. Like, by uh, I agree with you 100%. That doesn't feel good. Um, no, it does not feel good at all. It's kind of a weird spot to be put in. However, before I read this book, I think I just really had a lot. And I, I'm not about that whole victim blaming shit. But, like, I had a lot of disdain for her because of, well, we'll get into the reasons. But, um, yeah, I think this book really um, made me understand probably, like, what she was thinking and going through um, as she was being murdered. So that sucks. You really get to see the disintegration of a marriage in this book. Uh, A spectacular implosion of a marriage. I mean, it's really, it's, it's kind of awful, really. I I felt really sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sudden and it's, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Mm. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. If, if there's anybody who doesn't know the story of what was happening here, do you want to, do you want to give us a little, little background? Um, sure. So wait, should we start like, do we want to start like at the very beginning? I mean, do we want to talk about them as individuals or not really just start at the. Sure. We can talk about them as individuals. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so, okay. Like, so this freaked me out. Um, Chris Watts is fucking my age. Yeah. Like he would have, we would have graduated in the same class together, which is bonkers to me. That's really and, insane. And is Shanann older? I feel like I she's like a Shanann, year. She's I think she's like two or three years older. Yeah, she's older. And they're from North Carolina, mm-hmm. which they're totally from North Carolina. Like if you see pictures of them, it's like, uh-huh, definitely. Definitely. Also, Chris is like growing up is like so into NASCAR, which I feel like is just like North Carolina embodied mm-hmm. in a in an activity. So, um, yeah, uh, so, like, Chris and Shanann met online. Mm. Well, first off, okay, hold on, let's go back. Shanann, growing up, was, like, a very quiet and, like, reticent kid, which I found like her, because I would not think that. At all. Like, she was very insecure, um, which is, like, the exact opposite of how she comes off in every social media post that you ever see of her. Yes. And was bullied and like yeah. had really bad self-esteem and all yeah. of that stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Like she seems more human having right. that kind of unpleasant growing up experience. Yeah. 
Um, but then she like m- met this like theater. She like went into high school and like went into this theater class where she kind of like found her glory or whatever. She like became a different person, became more confident. Um, but I think she was like a stage manager. Like I don't think she was like an actress. Yeah, right? she, I don't know. She wasn't on stage. Yeah. So that was also interesting because I'm like, oh, like when you think about the kind of people who do theater tech, which are always people that I'm like really like, they're kind of um, like smart and nerdy usually. Like I also don't, that doesn't jive well with me. I don't know. I don't understand. So one of those people who had like a quirky, interesting interior life and then was totally afraid to ever let that part of herself show. I don't know that, but that's possible, I suppose. Right. So like after high school, um, she ended up like there's did she even go to college? No, I don't think either of them went to college. Yeah, it's really wild. But then she started working for. Okay, she started working for this company that, what did they do? Like, put stereos in, like, yeah. like celebrities' vehicles it was, it was or like something? Very, it seemed very, like, shady and, like, kind of on the down low. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, she had an Escalade that she would drive around that was given to her by her Iranian boss. Yeah, like, there was something, something weird there. It was something weird. Like, some Iranian guy had moved to the U.S. and opened this company. Yeah, and it was something about, like stereos and rims and yeah but they would like like, cater to like celebrities or something and so she made a shit ton of money like a shit ton of money yeah like her brother said that at one point she was probably making half a million dollars a year that's out of control and this was in her 20s like early 20s so she decides that what she wants to do is build her own house so she built a mcmansion like wait 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 wait. was it a mcmansion though because it looked like was it well it was just a mansion i guess it was it was it was like over four thousand square feet yeah like but it looked it like i mean it looked kind of like you i was like wow i can't believe and she had it built (laughs) oh he found it he found it yeah she Um, had it built and like it was so opulent like crazy opulent and she says that she built it in order to sell it later on and make a bunch of money. So that was her aim in building the house, she said. Yeah, which is, I mean, I, I okay, that's that's strange. That seems like a, sort of a weird way to make money. But Richie, you need to right now. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Okay, tell me one thing. Can I tell my life in my room and then turn it off? Yes. Okay. okay. Be quiet. But yeah, uh, like they talk about her having like, the like top of the line furniture like everything was like top of the line like it was like it all was super expensive super fancy and um but she also would really live in the high life really ugly like that's also something that comes up again and again in this is nobody has any taste or at all and it I shouldn't be snotty about that, but it's really hard for me not to be. So anyway, I've seen pictures. Yeah. I think in the documentary, that, don't they show pictures of the inside? Or it's, at some point, oh, I watched a documentary her, that had of their current house. Where well, their current house for sure, but of the of the big mansion, I feel like I saw pictures of the inside of that too, and it's just like oh, yikes. Okay. So a lot of like white and sort of plushy things. But well, anywho, by the decor in her new house. Ooh. Not surprised. Yes, exactly. 
Um, and she'd also been married. Like she, before oh, yeah. she had the house building kind of thing, she had been married to, we I don't know who, but it had been bad. And there had been a, a bad end to the marriage. And she talked yeah. about that a lot, that a very, like her, she had lost a lot of self-esteem from the end of that relationship. And she got married really young, right? Like right out of high school? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So divorced. Mm-hmm. And then is on Facebook and then somehow like a friend oh, yeah. of hers or a family member is no, like it was someone she worked with wasn't it or was it someone that Chris so worked someone with? she worked with who was like hey Chris and I honestly never heard of like meeting like dating somebody from through Facebook that's bizarre I'm like how does that even happen so she accepted the friend request and somehow happens so much now oh my god Bizarre. Or actually, but it doesn't even happen much now. But it was in that like in between space when they like got together, like those couple of years in the aughts where like, you know, <laughs> Facebook was where it was at. Yeah, that was like the hot singles club. Um, okay, so let's talk about Chris growing up. So Chris, like I said, um, is my age. I don't know what year he was born. I think he was born like in. He was born in early 1985, right? Like February or something. And okay, like I have a quote here. (laughs) So he was, like I said, he was really obsessed with NASCAR. Um, He had a sister growing up who she describes herself as like very gregarious and outgoing. And he was like very shy, very quiet, just like to stay at home and um, learn about NASCAR. And he had like like textbook knowledge of NASCAR. Like he would, like someone described him as having a photographic memory because he would just remember all of these stats and shit. And this is a quote from his sister. I really thought he was autistic, said Jamie. Like he was on the spectrum. He had to get things in order from the way he would eat to the way he had to say his prayers at night. It was his mannerisms. It was hard to hold a conversation with him unless we were talking about cars. Yeah, right. and when you see interviews with him, you can definitely see vestiges of that. It's like, oh, uh-huh, this would not be a guy who would be a sparkling conversationalist. Like, there's... Right. And, yeah. And apparently wasn't a good student, particularly, yeah. until he got into auto shop. Right. And, and then, then he was, like, amazing. the most talented student that, like, his teachers had ever seen. Yeah. He, like, went to all these auto competitions and shit. Girl, also, okay, like... Sorry to go back a little bit. Maybe that's also why his affect is so flat all the time. Like maybe that's why he didn't seem super excited about the pregnancy test. Maybe that's why he was like, uh, please come back because maybe he is autistic. Yeah. So yeah, he was, he's sort of an odd character. And so then he uh, decides to go like try to get to become a NASCAR mechanic. Yeah. That was like his ultimate dream. Yeah, and there's like some school where you can do that. Like you can train to 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 work for NASCAR. And so can I can't remember it crew? Is that like what you do? I think so, yeah. Hmm. And I can't remember where he moved to go do that, but I, it was to a, a city. It was like Fayetteville or something like that in North Carolina to go to go to this like training program. And then he just ends up not it just doesn't go anywhere. Like he doesn't, they they don't hire him. I don't know why. There's not a lot of explanation yeah. what happened there, but that whole thing just like crashes and burns. So then he has nothing, like no direction, nothing, and he ends up working at like a car dealership. I yeah. think. Yeah. 
so yeah, like like these people aren't particularly interesting. They're very I imagine there's millions of people just like them all over the country. Like kind oh, of oh. lower middle class, kind of boring jobs, whatever. So the, he then he sees Shanann Watts on Facebook, friend requests her. I think they become friends and then he messages her, she doesn't respond. Yeah. And then like two years later, he messages her again. And then she says, oh, hey, okay, what's up? And Which so, sounds kind of weird, too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing is, is a strange way to meet. And she is, so she has lupus. So she has been diagnosed with lupus yeah. right around this time. And so she's in the throes of feeling really shitty when she starts dating him. And so that's part of the reason. She's like, oh, my God, he's this amazing guy. Because he, you know, comes with her to colonoscopies and sort of, like, you know, <laughs> Puts up with her, like, wow, she doesn't feel very good. The way to my heart is through my colon. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I mean, really. But, but it is. Let's just be honest. Um, I would love a guy to take me to a colonoscopy. Have you gotten a colonoscopy? No. No. Okay, no, me neither. And I'm you? Hell no. And I'm terrified. I don't ever want a colonoscopy. Girl, <laughs> no, they put you in twilight. You're good. You just, like, feel great. Although, okay, I do have to say, so one time I picked up a friend from a colonoscopy, and the doctor was like, "Mm, there's going to be a lot of gas passed. And I was like, okay. And then it was just like fart central in that car. (laughs) So many farts. Well, I imagine because as they're like, you know, getting the camera up there, I'm sure there's all kinds of air that comes along with that. So like, yeah, yeah, it'd be a mess. And you have to drink that nasty, chalky stuff beforehand. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm not interested in any of that. Anywho. So then they start dating. And um, I don't know much about their pre-marriage life. But I know the parents hated each other. Like Chris's parents and Shanann Watts. Like Shanann's parents, they hated each other. Oh my god, like hated. And Chris Watts' family, also not super fond of Shanann. No, not at all. And I always add shit about her. And I always think of this as being very white trash, yeah. like with families where there's like a shit ton of drama and <laughs> people always hate each other. And it's just like, oh, you guys, like, yes. calm the fuck down. Yeah. So, like, wasn't there like a, f- okay, like what happened where there was like a, f- wasn't there a fight before, like during their engagement party or something? Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was totally a fight, and I can't remember what it was about. They talk about it in the book, but then it was so bad that Chris's parents didn't come to their wedding. Like oh, yeah. that's how that's bad of a fight it was. Oh, None God. of his family came. What the fuck? So yeah, so it's just it's a very sort of gross, fraught situation that they're dealing with. Um, yeah, and so then then they're married, and then they decide to move to Colorado. Which seems like Wait, the most but, random place, yeah. Okay, but that the reason why, so remember Shanann was working as a nanny? So, like, she ended up selling her, like, big fancy house, right? They lived there together at first, and that was where the parent, like, Chris's parents were like, she wanted all the top-of-the-line shit. Like, they acted like, uh-huh. like her being in that house and having all this expensive shit was, like, a bad thing, you know? Um and so, like, Shanann, they sold the house. Shanann was working as a nanny. Oh, wait, no, they hadn't sold the house yet. 
Shanann started working as a nanny for these people and got like really, really close to them. And they ended up moving to Colorado for some reason. And then they were like, hey, you should move out here. And she was like, okay, even though she was married to Chris. And so they remember Chris, like they, she stayed back to sell the house and Chris moved there and lived with them That's right. in their basement um, while Shanann was like getting stuff wrapped up in North Carolina. And the best part about this, okay, so Chris took some, was it like business classes or something? Yes. So there's, <laughs> and you can find a video of this online, but like there's a video of Chris who had to like have a presentation um, recorded for some class and he is like standing in this kitchenette in these people's basement and he's giving a presentation to these people and like their friends which is like the most fucking awkward thing in the world like could you imagine doing that like coming over to my house no. and being like get a couple of your friends to come watch me do a presentation for a class and the craziest thing was that it was about oh that's right it was about, like, relationships. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And he... Okay, so at this time, he... Chris is, like, puffy. He is, like, looking real yeah. bad. He looks hella dumpy. Like, nothing like the Chris Watts that we would see later on the news. And he's fucking talking about how relationships break down. And he says he says something about how, like, the better looking one will usually go cheat. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, this is, like, so prophetic. What the hell? It's it so bad, though. Because yeah. it's, like, him awkwardly giving a straight-up PowerPoint presentation. Like, like reading off cue cards. And it's just, it's awful. It's agonizing. And for some reason, they filmed it. I'm like, who the, what the fuck is even happening right now? Well, they had uh, to it's, a class to prove that he gave it to a group. Oh, I thought he was practicing to give it to the class. No. Nope. Oh, God. He had to, like, do a video of it to submit to class. It, and, like, you guys, you should go watch this video because it is horrifying. Like, it is, like, straight – it's, like, as bad as, like, the kids' presentations in high school. Oh, it's worse. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> oh, no. It's, yeah, it's brutal. Brutal. And you can tell he's really nervous the whole time, too. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is – Yeah. All right. So now they're living in Frederick, Colorado, yeah. which is some – fucking so sub- i don't even know where it is it's like in the middle of no well no it's not it's like a suburb i don't know where it is i think it's kind of by littleton god is it hold on yeah because like they talk about they were talking about having to take shenan into like some appointment in littleton okay I'm looking. which is like 40 miles away or something okay let's see okay so it's a suburb of denver so, okay. yeah, you're right. It is it yeah. is close to Littleton. So, yeah, it's north of Denver, but it's, like, right there. Okay, so, yeah, they're living in a suburb of Denver. And, yeah, and Shanann, what is she? She's working at a hospital, and then Chris is working. He gets a job at an oil company. Wait, so what's she doing at the hospital? I don't even know. Like, they have these, like, very, like, random kind of... I mean, low level is harsh, but they're, they're jobs that don't pay a ton of money. Yeah. Really. yeah. Like, okay, maybe. And they buy this, or they, once again, I think they build, or they buy they a did building. Yeah. yeah. Like this house, and it's same thing, like, 
It's not it's not as big as her old one, but it's oh, it's, but it's a, a big, big house. It's five bedrooms. It's huge. Yeah. They have yeah. no kids. So they build this giant house. They're living totally beyond their means. Oh, completely. And they dec- well, yeah, they declare bankruptcy in 2015. Yeah. So I mean, and I think they bought the house in 2013. So I mean, they they declare bankruptcy within 2 years of buying this house. And they had their always I guess talking- they had like a shit ton of like credit card debt too. And it was funny because they talked about Shanann telling like a friend about it. And the friend was kind of like, Ooh, or like her family members or something. And they were kind of like, Ooh, and she was like, no, it's like a good fresh, clean start. So it's like, Oh God, that is like not how you should be thinking about bankruptcy. No, it's so, yeah, there's a lot of um, image stuff I mean there's a lot like a lot of the buying of expensive things there's a lot of cultivating of an image of wealth that it does not match up with reality at all like they drive expensive cars girl girl remember what she said mm. so okay they went to go um test drive a Tesla oh yeah I remember. and <laughs> so they go to test drive this Tesla like the base model and it was like not good enough for them so then they test drove like this fancier model that was like what was it like eighty thousand dollars or oh, something? Oh yeah, it start it starts at eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then she like told her friend, um, I think I'm an I think I'm more of an Audi girl. Oh God, yes, <laughs> I remember that because every single person I know who drives an Audi is a fucking asshole, Such and an every asshole. person I see driving an Audi drives like a fucking asshole. Yes. It, drives me insane so like they're fucking getting these cars it's like why what are you doing like you don't have money yet you have to have all these like status symbols in your life like this big ass mcmansion like this expensive ass car like what are you doing and chris had a giant one of those giant ass trucks that like every like suburban man has Uh uh-huh yeah so it's it's just a, a giant penis of it. So and their relationship and this is like and this is like from all accounts, from their accounts and from external accounts. So Shanann ran everything. Like yeah. she was a complete control freak. And she says this about herself and was very domineering yeah. and just totally said this is the way it's gonna be. And Chris was very, very passive. And Although it doesn't seem like he was particularly unhappy with that arrangement. Right. And everyone talks about that. Like male friends are like, yeah, he was like this. And I was like, man, I don't know how he does that. But like, he just seemed to like go along with it. He was cool with it. Yeah. Which, okay. Can I just say this? This may be say something deep about my psyche, but like when I was reading this shit in the book, I was like, that is my dream situation. Like I, just want a husband who will shut up and just do what I want to do. Always. I don't think you would actually like it, though. Yes, I would. Because I think it would be, it would, like, it would be, like, being married to, like, Jello. Like, there'd be no resistance. It would just be, like, sure, whatever, whatever. And I, I just, girl. Oh, I want a Jello okay. husband. <laughs> just, just make one, a mold. <laughs> Perfect. Um... So, okay, so then they have children. And this is, it's interesting because she had thought she was infertile. Yeah. But apparently not. So they have two daughters. So they have Bella and Cece, who are born. Because, of course, y- James Bella, just saying. What's that? 
Bella. Like, every person names their daughter Bella. Yeah. So, like, of course, her name's Bella. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of very um, cliched choices here. And they're born, like, a year apart, which means she got pregnant three months after the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that I'm always, when people do that, unless it's a mistake, I'm like, wow. Uh, wow. That's a choice. Yeah. That's it. I mean, to each their own, but I would melt down under the pressure of having two children. 100%. Yep. But um, whatever. So is it at this point that she starts doing Thrive? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about Thrive. Is born? Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, shit. You, you did. So tell me, tell me what you know about. Okay. So all I know about Thrive is that, <laughs> okay, I don't exactly know what it is. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> we know that. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but okay. It, like, I totally want to do this. Because the whole thing is that you just stick a patch on you and then you magically lose weight. But I think it's because they're actually, the patch is just meth that is like transdermal and you just stick it on you and then you can't fucking sit down. Like, I honestly think that's what's going on. So I wonder if anyone has looked into like Thrive causing mental health issues because I mean seriously like what the hell so so yeah they're like it's a company I'm looking at the website right now and it's level le hyphen vel um is the name of the company and then they sell this shit called thrive which yeah they're like patches that like put something through your skin which yeah I think is just straight meth it's just speed like because hands down because you're supposed to, you lose, or at least Chris Watts ended up losing a shit ton of weight doing this. And you just um, feel good. Like, you do everything. Like, Shanann would make posts on the internet all the fucking time. So, okay. So, first off, what happens is the way that they get you sucked in is you, like, somehow, you, like, reach these levels. And it seems like you don't have to do a lot to reach the first level. Like, you have to get, like, I don't know, a couple of other people to sign up or something. I don't, or, like, buy a certain amount. I don't know how it works. Like, I shouldn't even pretend. But then, like, you get sucked in by, like, wanting to hit these levels. And then you start getting rewards for hitting these levels. So, like, they had the, um, so they had, like, the reason why, again, so they were looking at this. She was like, I'm more of an Audi girl. Was because apparently they had, like, a certain amount of a vehicle, like, allowance they would give you. So they'd give you, like, $1,200 or $1,800 or something to like put towards purchase of a vehicle. And so it would ha- they would have all these like little benefits, right? And so Shanann and Chris both got super into Thrive. And I mean like Shanann to a greater extent than Chris. Well, like, I think she sort of forced him. It sounds like he wasn't actually into it, that she yeah. made him <laughs> do this. Yes. So she became one of those like mommies on social media, but she was like a Thrive mommy. And she would like talk about like, I was able to get like two loads of laundry done before sunrise this morning. And it's like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> it's bananas. And yeah. she, and she was one of those people who posted on Facebook like 10 times a day. Oh God. Like she was somebody who was such a prolific poster that her family members would like, whatever you call it, mute her. Oh yeah. Or whatever, whatever the term is on Facebook for being like, I don't want to like see your shit anymore. Cause she was yeah. so constant and it was the dumbest shit 
the dumbest shit. Like I've seen some of her Facebook posts and they're always over the top, enthusiastic, happy. And it's, Girl. It, it don't matter. Oh my God. Okay. The worst, the worst social media post <laughs> is the one where she, okay. So she would like also, not only would she completely like, um, get Chris to do all this stupid shit, but she would also get her babies to do all this stupid shit. Mm. So like, there's my favorite one is the one where it's like, "Daddy's thriving." <laughs> She'd like post videos of Chris like doing push-ups with like the girls on his back, oh, gross. and like makes yep. them say shit like that. And I'm like, "Ew, what is wrong with you?" Yeah, it's, it's so fucked. And I don't like because I'm not on Facebook. I have no idea how much of the country does this shit. And my sense is it's a lot of people. Oh, my sure. sense is that her behavior would be seen as normal by yeah. most people. They'd be like, oh, oh yeah, sure. totally. She's just, you know, sharing what's happening in her life. When in reality, she's part of a multi-level marketing scheme yeah. and using her family to get money, really, fundamentally, is what she's doing. Right, and right. so it's spooky. Yeah, she, totally, and she recruited her, like, her like parents and I was it her in-laws too like it wasn't didn't Chris's dad do it yeah I mean it was like the whole family was part of it yeah she tried to get her brother and her brother was like "Mm, this is a pyramid scheme (laughs) yeah I don't not (laughs) so and it's like I don't even want to blame her because I feel like this is a great snapshot of where the United States is right now 100 percent this is where people's lives are is because she couldn't make money do have like doing anything it was like oh i'll just be part of this whole scheme dude i'm ready to give up my life to thrive right now i i'm looking at the website (laughs) as we speak and i'm looking at the patches and it looks i i seriously want to see what one of these things does but i don't think what should they cost okay hold on let me see okay let's pick one okay i'm gonna pick Ooh, i'm gonna do black label because it looks like condoms Okay, black label. That was the one. Whoa, that Whoa there's Chris, a video. What the hell? Chris was wearing two of the of those black label. Okay, what what does this say? Um, this none of this makes any sense. This is what it says. With its absorption and bioavailability, DFT black <laughs> label, the premium lifestyle DFT 2.0 is an evolutionary step forward in derma fusion technology. This is nonsense. <laughs> This is nonsense. Like, none of this How makes any sense. How many pseudoscientific words can we use in one paragraph? Wow. Okay, but there's there's no fucking price on here. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, that's but, how they get you. But you we can... should find a Thrive. Um, <laughs> a dealer. A dealer. <laughs> get, get some patches. <laughs> Gotta get hooked up with that dealer. <laughs> on Twitter, it's us, us patches on our arms. And all, like, cracked out oh my god girl wait it was like okay don't you remember that thing though okay it was like when I was probably in like middle school so like what would that have been like the late 90s there was this shit that they would put in coffee um fuck what was it called but it was like the same thing where it was like this is a weight loss thing it wasn't fen fen or maybe it was fen fen Fen, I remember at the gas station if you just dude Fenfen, okay, like, so my aunt, Sylvia's husband, he's dead now, but it, like, fucked up his heart so bad, like, that Fenfen shit did. He took it to, like, lose weight, and it just, like, fucked his heart beyond anything, and he had to have 
part of his breastplate removed, and you could see his heart beating under his chest skin. Dude. Yeah. That's so Ben Fen would do was fucked. So, like, I'm sure this shit in, like, five years, they're going to be like, oh, this causes irreversible heart damage or some shit like that. You know? Of course it does, because you cannot yeah. take pills to lose weight unless you just want to be on speed. Because that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's what the that's what diet pills were. It's just fucking speed. So, <laughs> oh my that's god. That's all I have to do. <laughs> yeah, just just become yeah an amphetamine addict. That's all. That's all you gotta do to lose weight. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Like, okay. 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 picture. Like, like all this whole family just like hopped up on motherfucking speed, cleaning. It seems like twenty four seven. So like they were so so into cleaning it's like a thing and everything was like completely organized like like all the shit had labels on it and like it was like one of those things where there's no clutter in your house your home and everything is exactly where it's supposed to go and it seems like chris was so trained in his cleaning duties dude he even fucking was cleaning while they were like missing wow yeah but but, girl, I think it was honestly because, like, he, I honestly don't think it was, like, hey, I need to clean up after myself. I think it was, like, I'm so trained to vacuum the house that, like, I'm going to continue doing my duties. Yeah. Because they just, they cleaned all the time, which kind yeah. of sounds magical. I've never, ever seen a house this organized. And the weird to be super organized but all the cops who came in to their house were like dude like something's wrong here like nobody's house is this this organized this is fucked up so okay so that's kind of like their life teen i don't know june or something shenan finds out with kidna and um tells chris about this you can watch the facebook video of her announcing her pregnancy to him Unfortunately, by wearing a t-shirt that said, oops, we did it again. Gross. (laughs) Gross. Like if I, I mean, I can't even imagine what would possess somebody to do something like that, but okay. And holding the fucking like, like pregnancy test stick, which has been like marinating in your urine. Like nobody wants that. I don't know why people do that. No. It's anyway. So, okay. So that happens. Soon after that, they so Shanann decides to take the two kids back to North for six weeks. It is insane. Six weeks is like you're moving there. I mean, nobody takes a vacation for that long because that's way too fucking long. Like, what? Why was it? Was it? Was there something that like caused her to do that? No, I think it was just like, oh hey man, the kids want to like spend time with their grandparents, which like yeah they do, but. To me, that's just, that's absurd. I would never yeah. go anywhere for six weeks. Six weeks is insane. Totally insane. So she takes the kids back to her parents' house in North Carolina. And, okay, and then this is where the story kind of takes a turn. So while she's gone, her communications with Chris become very infrequent and weird. And it's it's yeah. it's like high school. Like, it has a very high school vibe of, oh, like... 100%. Like, 100%. Like, you're dating a guy, and then all of a sudden, he just stops talking to you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, do you still like me? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I do. But, like, you can tell him like, babe. Yeah. 
yeah, that that's what it is. So he like stops really answering anything. He's never available when she tries to call. No, he's like somehow always falling asleep on the couch or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's sending me these increasingly desperate text messages of like, what the fuck? Where are you? What is wrong? What's going on? Oh, are wait, but this up? is girl. This is my this is my favorite part. OK, Nutgate. OK, oh. so this is the- <laughs> this was so stupid. I couldn't even follow the story. So you okay. tell me. I don't know. <laughs> so Nutgate is very important. Now, wait, yeah, okay. hold on, hold on. Can we also just just briefly address the fact that we as a society now put the word gate on the end of words <laughs> to signify that it's a kerfuffle? But if you ask, I would bet you 75% of Americans have no idea where that comes from. Would you agree with me? Like, if you're like, why are we putting gate on the end of things? People go, like, I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, it's so stupid. I'm sorry. It drives me insane. I'm like, I don't know why we do that. Anyway, go. Oh my god. Nutgate. Okay, so we have to rewind a little bit because what we need to like make sure that everyone understands is that these little girls, Bella and Cece, were like very sickly, but they were very, very sickly. Yeah, but with like weird nebulous things. So it seems like they had weird breathing issues a lot, but they. Did, did they have asthma? What was that? I, it's mysterious. And if I, I just have to say, like, if I had multiple kids with major health issues, that would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. I'd be like, what's going on here? Is there, like, like a genetic deficiency? Like, what's happening? Right. These kids are sick all the time, and they're always getting, having surgery. I mean, it's, it's wild. Right. And, like, going to the emergency room, and I texted Carrie while we were reading, and I was like, Carrie, like, is this a Munchausen situation? Like, what the fuck is wrong with these girls? Because it's like she's posting on social media and she's like, had to take, or after we got Bella out of the emergency room, had to take Cece tonight. And it's like, that shit does not happen, like, normally. That's not a normal thing to have happen. So these girls are, like, very sickly. And apparently Cece has, like, a shit ton of allergies, right? She's, like, allergic to all kinds of shit especially nuts. Okay, so what happens with Nutgate <laughs> is that they're at, um, they're at, um, why can't I, oh my God, I almost didn't think, I almost called him Scott. <laughs> they Chris's were at Chris, Chris's parents' house and apparently like the other cousins were there and so they, or wait, no, was that a different time with the ice cream? No, that's it. The ice cream is, okay, is okay. that's that's it, yeah. So so the grandma had gotten ice cream and, like, was giving ice cream to the cousin. And Cece wanted ice cream, but apparently there was, like, cashews or something in the ice cream. And Cece is, like, incredibly allergic to cashews. And so Shanann, instead of being like, hey, mother-in-law, I understand that sometimes we make mistakes and this is something that could have, you know, been overlooked. It's okay flips the fuck out and is like you're trying to murder my child <laughs> you don't care about Cece you're trying to murder my child uh. <laughs> reaction and so she like texts Chris all of this crazy shit like they're never gonna see your family again like you should never be talking to your parents again like we this they're trying to kill Cece <laughs> and he even for that can barely rustle up 
a response. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll talk to them. <laughs> like, uh. fuck. And like, it's Shanann. I mean, I don't know. I think she's deeply overreacting. But I also think that whole situation is fucked up. Like when when parents and and you know daughters or sons in law don't get along, oh and God. there's just like unnecessary drama there, and then like the kid is stuck in the middle. It's just like yuck. Oh. All of that just gross. Yuck. Um. Oh my God. So yeah. So that happens. So there's lots of drama between Shanann and Chris Watts's family, and um and then they don't end up coming. I can't remember. One of the kids has a birthday. I can't remember which one does. But the the in laws don't come to the birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, things are all fucked up there. And Chris is not responding to anything. So, Shanann is... tell us why? Oh, yeah. So, because <laughs> we all know why. I mean, duh. He has started uh, dating a co-worker of his, because, of course, he has. So, there was this woman, who I think had actually been working for the company for a couple of years. But oh, yeah. I- they would always talk about her coming into the break room, and all the men would be like... she knows she looks good they would say that stuff yeah there's a there's a lot of that yeah and so somehow he and this woman what's her name nicole nicole kessinger and can you imagine how fucking awkward that was like hey that's what it would be (laughs) yeah he's not smooth there's no there's no conversation coming from what the fuck but i will say by this time he has lost a lot of weight and he's in really good shape so i I mean i I will admit that he is a decent looking guy by this point not not my cup of tea but decent real white yeah real Real white white teeth and yeah like freakishly white teeth and and like t-shirts that are like really tight around the bicep (laughs) and like it's it's yeah no so thin i mean like but he's like like kind of like he's like He's got the muscle tone. Uh, he's definitely has like an athletic body. Yeah. Like, yeah, he looks, I mean, kind of, you would not recognize the the, yeah. the younger, heavier version of him. Like, he really looks different. Yes. I was shocked when I saw that video. Yeah, me too. So, okay, so he starts dating this coworker. And, um, and it gets heavy fast. Like, within a week, he's telling her he loves her. He's telling her he's getting a separation from his wife. Um, he does not tell her his wife is pregnant. And so, and I feel bad for this woman, just like I feel bad for Amber Fry. Because yeah. men, stop fucking lying about this shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, he could have just said, oh, I'm still married, but I'm really into you. I'm going to okay. try to work, work this well, out. Although, we need, to, I, we need to do this. So, in this book, they talk deeply about nicole kessinger's google searches okay okay i need to talk about this but go because i i i feel she's been unfairly maligned but go for it okay yeah girl you are gonna have to convince me because a week after her and scott like start or scott oh my god i keep fucking calling him scott (laughs) dude what the fuck a week (laughs) like a week after her and chris start dating uh she googles shanann watts so she deaf, deaf, knew about her. Like, she knew the whole fucking situation. And she saw, like, wow, they have this nice house. They have these kids. Why would he be wanting to leave? So okay, she wait, wait, knew. Wait. Okay, so hold on. 
So, yeah. So this woman, a lot of um, speculation has come up around her. So one of the things is that she had Googled Chris Watts's name like a year before they started dating. And people oh. act like that's like super shady. I Google people's names all the time. Like just random coworkers that I have or random like whoever, like just just to see. And so to me, that doesn't mean anything. Like maybe she thought he was cute. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? So, like, to me, yeah. like, that's, like, whatever. And then, yeah, so she does she does Google Shanann Watts. But once again, you have to wonder what could she see? You know what I mean? Like, she's not Facebook friends with Shanann Watts. So how much could she see from, like, the public view? Like, Girl, could judging she... by Shanann's shit, like, you know she had that shit out there for everyone to see. Maybe. So the question is, did she know Shanann was pregnant from that? And I don't know. Yes. Okay, but so she said she didn't. But even if she did, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna blame her for this because I think this is this is Chris Watts 100. percent This is this is his fucking deal. Well, yes, but like, I don't know. She was also they were sending so many nudes to each other. Oh, it's so funny. Oh yeah, oh. and he had he had like a secret app on his phone that looks like a calculator that he could like put all the naked pictures into. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite. You'll have to find it in the book. But after one of their dates, she was Googling, like, I love that this is in the book. She was Googling anal yes. sex and, like, threesomes no, and, like, biracial threesomes or, like, something like that. No, no, no. It was, okay, it was threesomes with double penetration <laughs> and inter- <laughs> interracial sex. Interracial Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it could have just been she's just like looking for some porn like this could have nothing whatsoever to like, do with this watch it's just in the book porno choices what the fuck i was like that is so embarrassing but <laughs> no, no. it has nothing to do with this shit because it just it's like oh she goes to Pornhub, and like i'm like oh my god oh my god this poor woman <laughs> so anyway so so they're dating they're dating hard and he is completely just ignoring his wife. So he goes from like, oh, yeah, we're married and just whatever to like, I'm not speaking to you anymore. And I have a girlfriend and like within the space of like a week. Like, it's what? so bizarre to me. I'm like, how did this happen so quickly? I don't know. I know, girl. And so like that kind of freaked me out because I was like, yeah. OK, imagine this from Shania. Right has this guy for like eight years like it's not a yeah all of a sudden didn't hurt anymore like what the fuck that's fucked up are you there okay sorry um yeah so okay so that's happening so then he um after five weeks of shenan being in north carolina he flies out for the last week yeah so he comes out and there's a lot, especially there's a documentary on Netflix about this as well. But there's a lot of um, examples of the text messages she was sending to friends, which is all complaining about how he doesn't want to have sex with her. So there's a lot okay. of that. There's a lot. Of, like, Wait, I have got to read some of them. Um, my favorite part is like. <laughs> Wait, oh, my God, girl, I forgot there is so much shit. OK, remember um, Chris's poem to Nicole? Oh, oh, oh my God! Yes, 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 yes! And I totally remember reading that. I was like, Oh, we have to talk about this. So read it. Okay, please. okay, okay. Wait, can I read Chris's? I'm so sorry to go back. 
Okay. So this is Chris's... <laughs> this is Chris's poem to Nicole. So, like, he is, he is straight up doing all of this shit, right? Okay. And this is on July 1. So this is, like, a month after they're gone. Like, it's crazy. Um... All right, so he brought her flowers and a birthday card with a poem that he composed for her his her 30th birthday. Your energy is so insane. You heat me up. You make me melt. And then you cool me down like rain. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's very um, Ted Bundy. It's very, it's, it's, ooh, now who's the, who's the worst poet? Chris Watts or Ted Bundy. That would be a fun comparison. Oh, my God. They're both so bad. It's really, really bad. I think Ted Bundy's worse because he takes himself more seriously. Yeah. I don't think I don't yeah. think Chris Watts fancied himself an intellectual, so. I don't know. He, like, did a lot of writing, actually. Wait, there's, like, another thing that is so amazing that he says. Um, what is that one where it's, like an electric woman. So he's like always calling her and Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Here it is what he said. Big things will happen this year. This is what he said in, in a love letter on pink paper. Oh my God. Big things will happen this year. Dreams will come true. That smile. And in parentheses, that stare, that laugh in parentheses, that giggle gets me every time exclamation point exclamation point you are truly an amazing inspirational and electric woman that takes my breath away every time i see you <laughs> stop that is dreadful dude if you got this letter wouldn't you be like mm, bye <laughs> yes i mean so many things would just no no thank you so okay um so yeah Back to Shanann's um, texts. So I fucking love these texts so much because <laughs> they are very shocking to me because I'm like, oh, my God. She is just, like, always really getting into the very intimate details of her sex life with her friends. I know. So, like, <laughs> and I haven't done that kind of shit since I was, like, 22. Like, nobody yeah. talks about their sex life anymore because we're all, like, middle-aged. <laughs> doesn't happen so yeah she's she's going she's going deep immediately with people so deep so okay apparently um okay apparently during this whole thing and i think this is when chris was there and what they were doing was they were um contacting each other a lot um via text because they didn't want to fight in front of the kids yeah so okay um apparently uh he tells her that he doesn't want to have the baby. So she like confronts him and is like, what the fuck? Why are you acting this way? And he's like, I'm afraid I don't want a baby. Um, so she says to him, um, something else is wrong that you're not saying because lack of communication doesn't cause you not to be present or touch me or love me. This fucking sucks. I really don't want to leave here. So that's like them when they're about to leave um North Carolina so okay now that night when they get home Shanann starts texting her friends and this is what she says to her friends he's in the shower I just got out I'm so horny (laughs) (laughs) h-o-r-n-e-y I'm sure even if he hates me sex is sex 
Christina told her, stay naked and go for it. How do I approach him? Shanann says. You should jump in the shower with him. Go wash his back. What the fuck? Like, ooh, sexy. Wash my back. Okay, he's getting out. Pray I get sex tonight. A couple of hours later, Shanann texted that Chris had spurned her advances and she'd been bawling her eyes out for an hour and was still trembling. Just went and woke his sorry ass up, she wrote, and asked him who he was sleeping with. He denied anyone. OMG. That is... That's wild. What the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah. So, straight up, like, this this is what's... It's so high school. So, this is what's going on. This is what their marriage has deteriorated into over the space of six weeks. So, that's... Yikes. How? I mean, and there's a lot of implication that their marriage before this wasn't particularly happy but it also doesn't sound like it was particularly unhappy like it doesn't sound like chris was contemplating leaving before meeting somebody else so but i mean both of these people seem like they have the emotional maturity of a 14 year old yeah like they don't seem like they have it together to have you know difficult conversations right although chris i'll give her that she does try um out and and it's heartbreaking is she really makes a lot of effort to fix things so okay yeah and then she goes on a trip to what arizona i think it's arizona for like a like a a thrive conference yeah so before she leaves she writes him a very long very like sweet letter leaves it on the kitchen counter and then buys a book about like yeah. marriage, like how to like save your marriage. Some book about some self self help book about that. Yeah. So she gets a copy for herself and then a copy for him. So she leaves, gets on a plane. The book arrives in the mail for him, and he tosses it in the garbage, still in its wrapping. Yeah, he doesn't even open like, it. That's cold. Like that's <laughs> fucking cold, dude. Seriously, and like he's like you know like he's goes out on a date with this with his nicole or nikki like while shenan's out of town gets a babysitter like straight up gets a babysitter and it's like i'm gonna go out on a date and then yeah. uses their because joint to a rockies game yeah and then goes on a date with nikki uses their joint credit card to pay for the dinner and so shenan gets an, an alert i guess about this charge and she's like 60 it's like 60 bucks and so she asks him, like, you know, did you go to this restaurant? And he was like, oh, yeah, I went there by myself. And she's like, well, how the fuck did you end up spending $60 if you were just there by yourself? He's like, I ate salmon. I ate salmon. Like, this is, yeah. And then she fucking looked up how much the salmon cost, and it was only $13. So yeah. she knew. While she was in Arizona, she said to her friend, Chris is, like, having an affair. He's, like, taking someone out yeah. to dinner. And he was not being, I mean, he didn't, he wasn't even trying to cover it up at this point. No. So and I think honestly, he had already, I personally believe that he already had in mind what he was going to do. Oh yeah. And I think he's admitted that since. Oh, okay. That yeah. He, that he had been planning it kind of at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So now we have come to the, the, the end or the end of, of Shanann's story, I guess. Um, so she comes home from Arizona at 
like two in the morning, like yeah. super late. And her friend drops her off. And if you've watched the documentary, there's footage of her from their like ring camera or whatever and their doorbell, like her coming up the steps and coming inside. <laughs> and uh, so I guess she gets into bed with Chris and they end up having sex, which yeah. is wild. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. All right. So that happens. So then they go to sleep. Then, well, I guess, uh, well, I, uh, I was going to say, should we like, I guess we'll just like say what happened because he admitted all of this. So there's no yeah. point like pretending that it, there's a mystery because there's not. Yeah. Um, and then they get up a couple of hours later and he's like, this is what he said. He's like, I, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. I want to leave you. And so she says, all right, fine. You're never going to see the kids again. Mm -hmm. And and he strangles her Mm -hmm. on the bed. And I guess, do the kids walk in? No, not yet. The worst part he talks about is that she just, like, didn't even put up a fight. So, like, for the two to four minutes that it took for him to, like, strangle her life out she was probably just staring into his face and she didn't even try to fight him. That's crazy. It's I, so depressing. It, it's unbelievable. So then the kids, and there's there's yeah. two different versions of what happens here, but the first version that he told is that the kids, or one of them, probably Bella, Bella. woke up and came in and was like, what's wrong with mommy? Mm-hmm. And she's four. So yeah. she's old enough, I think, to realize that something was fucked up. And so Chris is like, oh, nothing. She needs to go to the hospital. So then backs his truck up to the garage, puts Shanann's body into the back of the truck, gets the in two a sheet. in a sheet from their bed, gets mm-hmm. the two girls into the car, and then leaves and drives out to uh, an oil or is it, it is it's or is it oil or is it gas? It's an, yeah, it's an oil tank. Right. And, oil and while they're driving, right, Shanann's body is wrapped in a, in a, like, in, in the, she's in the back seat on the floor in a sheet. And the girls are sitting on the seat with their legs dangling on her body. Oh, God. And they keep asking, is mommy okay? Is mommy okay? And then at one point, Bella says, it smells, daddy. I read that and I I know that's the case. I'm not sure other people would understand what that statement meant. And they don't give any context to it in the book. But everything about that is so fucking gross. I know. I, I mean, if you're gut I mean I know. anyway, but th- there's a different version of the story which I actually find easier to handle than this. But yeah. yeah. But this is the first version that he told, or well, the first mostly true version he told right so they get to the it's like an oil field or a tank field i don't know what they call that but yeah yeah. um and kills both of his daughters by smothering them oh oh, but can we can we like suss out some of the nuances here because of how but i hate the nuances but okay i'm like so so creeped out by it but so much so he takes um cc first with her little blanket and smothers her in her blanket. Um, And then he goes to grab Bella out of the truck. And Bella says, are you going to do to me what you did to Cece? And he says, yes. And she says, no, daddy. 
And then she is fighting. She like is like fighting for her life and he smothers her too. Um, which to me, like, like this whole thing is horrifying and sad, but what happened to Bella and the fact that she was like really cognizant of what was going on as a four year old and that she was going to die is so beyond horrifying to me. It makes me feel ill. It's awful. Because I don't think we, as far as I can remember, oh, no, I guess I was going to say, I don't know if we've ever talked about children dying before. I guess we did in Amityville, but there was, I don't know, I don't think the kids in that situation suffered. I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, so this is, I mean, there's nothing in any way funny about any of that. Um, so then he puts their bodies into oil tanks, mm-hmm. which is also, yikes. Because it makes the recovery of the bodies really awful. Mm-hmm. And so that was just, that seems like an especially shitty thing to do. Um, and yeah, because he... the um, grandparents talk about how, the fact that they weren't even able to cremate the bodies um, because it would have, like, blown the crematorium apart. Yeah. And they had to use, like, special coffins. I mean, it was yeah. a whole thing because yeah. they had been in oil. So, yeah, it's bad. And then he buries Shanann. Uh, in, a, in a shallow grave, kind of like off to the side, mm-hmm. and like the fetus had co- the fetus had come out. Yes. So there's a lot of very grisly, gross details to this. Yes, which is like a coffin birth is what that's called. Yeah, and yeah, I, I find that really, I, I find it that interesting in a really disgusting way. It fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Um, and a 15 week old fetus is not not very big. So no. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not even really sure how he honestly, how he would have seen that. But anyway, it doesn't matter, I guess. Well, but and he- they describe it in the autopsy too. That, I mean, cause I think she's only wearing underwear. And so, yeah. Yeah. So that happened. So yeah. So, th- and then he just like goes on with his day. So then like after he's done with that, he like goes to work. And Wait, girl, just- no, this is the craziest part. He was there he like took over he was like hey i'll go out to this one place because there was like something wrong with one of the pumps yep and then like all these people he like calls around before he gets there i guess to make sure that no one is actually headed out there yet and then he like is getting the eta on all of them afterwards he's like oh yeah where are you at and so then all these people join him there so after he has dumped his entire family at this place he like continues to work there with other people in his crew for like an hour or something before he Mm -hmm. leaves yeah what the fuck it's it's pretty mind-blowing that yeah that any pretty much any of this happened so then the same day the the friend of shenan's who had dropped her off from the airport gets worried about her because she can't get a hold of her and i i my sense is that shenan was a prolific texter and, yes. and then she is her house, sees her and calls the cops. And I'm like mm-hmm. immediately and is like, nope, this is fucked up something. And calls the cops. And that's where um in documentary all of the like police cam footage all comes from that sort of encounter. So the cops show up and you know, try to get into the house, they can't, they call Chris, he comes home and then lets everybody into the house. So then there's the police footage of them walking into the house which freaked me the fuck out. So if you watch the documentary, which I think you should, it's actually really good. I think it's much better than a lot of the other documentaries on Netflix. 
the cop goes into the house and goes upstairs and kind of follows Chris to the upstairs and their houses, I find it very strange. So it is very yeah. neat, very tidy. Um, but it has a strange quality to it that I can't quite put my finger on. Uh, and all of the, they have these really ugly, like black curtains. It's like that kind of silk, fake silk or satin yeah. material that you would get at like bed back and beyond. Like they're shitty curtains <laughs> and all of the curtains are pulled shut. So the upstairs is really, really dark and all of the ceiling fans are going at top speed yeah, yeah. and it's spooky. So they're like, so, and all of the bedding is pulled off all the beds. Yeah. So there are these like, sh- like empty mattresses with these like black curtains pulled and then the fans going full speed. And I'm like, Which you'd look at that and go like, hello, something is seriously wrong here. Oh yeah. If I walked into a house that looked like that, I'd be like, oh, a bunch of people were just murdered here. Like there's n- no one leaves their house like that. No. And so, and, you know, Chris is acting really weird and he finds um, Shanann's phone up there randomly. He finds her wedding ring on the Mm -hmm. table and he's making like a big production about this. Like, oh, look, it's her wedding ring. And, oh, gee, the kid, you know, making it seem like, you know, the kids are gone. Like she took them. Like Shanann had Mm -hmm. taken the kids somewhere. Yeah. And then like, so, and it's crazy. Like you can watch, I mean, and it is like. I think it's probably like at least it's like hours of like body cam footage um, on YouTube. But like, okay, the part that freaks me, that freaks me out the most, like the part that I'm like, ooh. So in real time, they all end up walking over to Chris's neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This and is yeah, this is wild. And so, and I don't know if who suggests doing this. But they walk over there because he has cameras that are facing the Watts' house. So they all walk in, and, and it's, again, the cop body cam footage. So it's looking at Chris and the TV. And this neighbor is playing the footage from the morning that's showing Chris, um, like, back his, like, you know, truck backed up into the um driveway and you can like see you know shadows like moving kind of thing um but the really creepy part is if you look at the tv when his neighbor's like getting everything set up there's like some kind of commercial that's on and it shows this fetus it's like a fetus in a womb and then it cuts to this like black liquid and a skull coming out of this black liquid (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the fuck the commercial was for. It's from just it's from the Discovery Channel. I watched yeah. it again recently and I was like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, it's an ad on the Discovery Channel. It's so bizarre. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, it's very weird. Like that fucked me up. So like the neighbor is showing this video, and at that moment, you see Chris. Chris puts his hands up on the back of his head. And for the first time, he looks really fucking nervous. And it's marked. I mean, he is freaking the fuck out in this video. Well, because here's the thing. These are people who have major, like, security shit on their house. So they mm. have, so they have um, like, the camera that's on their, like, front door. But they also have this whole system that says when any of the doors are opened in the house or the garage. So there, there's records of any time anyone opens the door. So I'm like, dude, what the fuck were you thinking? If you're yeah. trying, if you're trying to make it seem like Shanann like left on her own, 
you there's no way that that's gonna fly because it's yeah. obvious she didn't leave. It was not well thought out. No, I'm like, and like her car was still in the garage. Like her, oh my god, this always this kind of made me lol. But her friend was like, her flip flops are there. <laughs> like she always wears her flip flops, and it's true. Every single god. thing that you ever see with her, she's wearing her flip flops. It's oh, it's, it's true. Ew. Um, but yeah, so Chris is like freaking out, and so. I don't know what happens, but I think Chris steps out. He's like getting ready to go and like, like everyone's getting ready to go. And the neighbor comes up to the cop and he's like, he is not acting right. He's like, normally he's really quiet. Like he is acting like there is something wrong and he never pulls his truck into the garage like that. Yeah. So already right off the bat, everyone's like, mm, this guy's doing something really fucking weird. There's something oh, yeah. And it's weird because the neighbor, like, if you looked at him, you'd be like, oh, like, total, like, good old boy, whatever. But when he talks, I'm like, oh, no, this guy's actually seems really smart. Like, yeah. there's something about him where I'm like, no, he seems astute. Like, he's paying attention to stuff. And right. so it's just the whole thing is interesting. It's an interesting interaction. Um, but they, you know, they, within, I think, two days, pull Chris into the, like, pull him down to the the station and inter- start to interview him. I mean, I think it's I think it's within two days, if not less. Mm-hmm. And sort of are like, okay, we're gonna give you a lie detector test. And yeah. there's footage of that too, of him of him because he agrees to it. He's like, sure, yeah, I'll take a polygraph. And he like fails it so intensely, it's amazing. Like, and lie detector tests are bullshit. But I mean, he's clearly freaking out and clearly lying. Girl, um, but like, yes. okay, didn't you love the description of that? Because, like, they talk about the um, person who's administering the polygraph being like, want to know what's really cool about this? <laughs> like, what? And she's like, only one of us knows the truth right now, but in a minute, both of us will. And I'm sure he's probably shitting his pants. If someone said that to me, I even if I didn't do anything, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, oh. I would never pass a polygraph test. Oh no, me neither. Ever. And they're and they're and I have to say, like the officers are very skilled at psyching him out. Like yeah. they do oh, a really good job manipulating so him into basically admitting, like confessing yeah. what he did. Yeah. So they then they come back and then they're like, okay, so you failed the polygraph, so you need to tell us what you did to Shanann and the girls. And he's like, what do you mean? And they just push at him and they push at him and they push at him. And he denies it. And finally, they're like, well, did Shanann do something to the girls? What about that? Is that what happened? And you can see the wheel, because he's not very smart. You can see the wheels turning in his head. And he's like, oh, uh, I need to talk to my dad. Yeah. So that's his dad, who's been flown out from North Carolina. So his dad comes in. And at that point, he says to his dad that Shanann had murdered the two girls and that he had walked in on her and then he had strangled Shanann. God. And so then he goes back to the cops and kind of confesses that. And they're like, okay, are you, are you sure you're okay with the world knowing that Shanann killed her daughters? Like, are you okay with that? You know? And he was like, oh yeah, that's fine. Girl, want to know the most fucked up part? Yeah. His fucking parents like still maintained that Shanann killed the girls. They don't, they don't now though, do they? I don't think they do now, but they did for a really long time afterwards. But to be fair, he, so he goes like, so he confesses to killing Shanann, you know, is put in jail. 
go like goes to trial but at some point I think it was like October or it was yeah. it was it was way after then he finally confessed to killing the daughters as well and mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what changed his mind like I don't remember why he decided to confess that but so I think at that point then I think his parents were like okay yeah once he came out and said it but like they for a long time for that whole time maintained that Shanann did it well, I'm sure like that's so fucking like if you, okay, if like your kid grew up regardless, right? And this happened, and then suddenly it was like, my wife killed my kids, and then I killed my wife. That is like such a fucking stupid story. Wouldn't you be like, mm, no, you didn't? <sighs> okay, here's the thing I think you're desperate as a parent to want to believe that your kid is not a fucking monster. And so they already have this woman that they don't like. So I think it's really easy. Who had kind of an aggressive personality, I think. And Chris had, as far as we know, no history of violence at all. Like, had there was no inkling that he had a violent side to his personality. So I think in that particular situation, I can actually Ugh. understand why the parents said that. Oh, but it's so fucked up. But he's not like Scott Peterson. Like, Scott Peterson, like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit. And you can tell as soon as you see, like, a photograph of him. You're like, oh, that guy fucking sucks. (laughs) Like, that guy is a sociopath. Whereas Chris Watts, I mean, he seems like a dum-dum, but he also genuinely does not seem like a sociopath and does not... He doesn't seem violent. Like, if I met him, I would... I don't think he would give me the creeps. That's not my vibe from him at all. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Mm, do you think what do you uh, give you the creeps you think yeah absolutely okay it's that weird flat affect Mm-mm. i would be like this guy's fucking weird <sighs> maybe i yeah Ooh. i don't know i mean i've never never met him so i don't but i don't get because like i said scott peterson Definitely. Just look at him. Listen to his stupid baby voice. Like, no, like I can't. No, forget it. But this guy, it it seems like it just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's almost like he just got and is like, I, I'm gonna kill everybody. It's 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 <laughs> freaky. It's fucking freaky. Ooh. So the the epilogue, I guess, if you want to call it that, is that he changed his story like a year. So he's in prison. He pled guilty. He got like a million life sentences. He's not getting out. But while he's been in prison, he has changed his story again. And actually, this this is what I think the real story is, is that he planned this whole thing out and he killed his daughters before Shanann got home. Mm-hmm. So he had already killed them. Okay. That's what I hope happened. And me too. That's what I hope happened too, because I think that would be a much less traumatic. Like, the, for the, the story of, like, Bella talking to him and understanding, like, that is the most horrifying thing I can ever imagine. But girl, if it wasn't true, why would he say that? Why would he make that shit up? Like I don't know. her autopsy, it talks about her the her upper lip being separated because she fought so hard. Well, and she just, bit her tongue's tongue a bunch of times. True, but just because he killed them earlier doesn't mean they Bella didn't fight. You know what I mean? No, like, no, that part. I mean, totally. But like the like he would like I don't know why you would make up these horrifying details that make you look like a fucking monster if they weren't real. You know, I don't want them to be true, but like, it's how true. else do you come up with that shit? You know. 
yeah, I, I and I don't know. And I don't know if we ever will, because I think once people, you know, lie to that extent, I mean, who the fuck knows? Um, I also want to share. OK, so something that like really fucked me up from this book. So Chris Watts is now a Christian, of course. And <laughs> I, think, I think he was always a Christian, but maybe oh, but he's or, like or a holy motherfucking roller now. And he like helps other people find God in um, prison also. And the worst part of this whole thing, the thing that made me and it like it was the end of the book and it just like left me with such a shitty ass taste in my mouth was that he writes letters to his daughters and then has his parents read them over their graves. And they're like, they're not like, I'm sorry what I did to you letters. They're like, Oh, you see, I remember like sitting with you and reading your to reading your favorite book to you. Like that's not my lion. And that fucked me up because like Lou's favorite book is that's not my squirrel. And it's like in that same series and like he should not get to do that like he doesn't get to just act like everything's okay and remember these beautiful memories of them when he fucking killed them and took their lives away it makes me so angry and i think he's he's clearly has not um taken responsibility truly for what he did because in interviews, he's basically, bl- like, blamed Nikki, what is it, Kessinger? Kess- what? Yeah, like, he. I mean, he's not, I mean, in the sense that he's, he's like, if I hadn't met her, if I hadn't been in a relationship with her, I wouldn't have done this. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And so, yeah, he, Shit. he has, bla- and he has blamed Shanann to some extent, too. And so I'm like, no. So he's, he's completely not taking ownership Oh my god, what a uh, piece of I've shit. Won. Yeah, so he sucks. <laughs> there, there's 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 our thesis. So bad. Oh my god. Um yeah, so that that's that's kind of that's kind of the end of the story. But it there is I have to say there is something of compelling about this. Uh and I think there's to me there's always something compelling about domestic violence because it's just so horrifying. I mean, to me, this is way worse than having a stranger assault you. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I was thinking husband. about... Yeah, <sighs> no, and I was thinking about Shanann watching her husband strangle her, right? Where, you know, of course she knew something was wrong. Like, all these texts after all this time, she clearly understands that, like, hey, our marriage isn't where it's supposed to be. But I'm sure the worst thing she was imagining was, like, maybe we'll get a divorce, and then she's in this situation where she's sitting there and her husband is strangling the life out of her. And you would just be going like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, what is going on right now? Like, you just would oh, never take it there. You know, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's why she didn't fight is I'm sure she was just like, what? Seriously, like disbelief. Like, I can't believe that this is happening right now that it, like you couldn't even process. Oh, my God. Just, you know, doing any sort of response. And then we also have to point out that her family has been completely attacked by internet trolls. What? They have? Oh, yeah. That's in the documentary. You don't remember that? Like, her dad. Oh, it's terrible. Like, her dad reads a statement that is like, we have received, you know, death threats. We have received 
horrible, horrible things that are written have been written to us about how like how, how this is all our daughter's fault and how like what? you know she drove you know Chris to murder her and I'm just like God. once again the internet like what the fuck dude is fuck that? the internet I can't even imagine like your child is murdered and your grandchildren right and then you're receiving hate on the internet while chris watts is receiving love letters from a variety of women because they find him attractive i'm like okay so that's the world we live in now like gross it's so nasty which by the way you guys if you haven't read sabrina that graphic novel oh oh, yes you really should although it fucked me up to the point where like i could not even like read anything true or watch anything true crime for so long for like a year it was a long time that you were like no i'm not interested so i know and i still i still kind of have a hard time you know and like i think also having a daughter now like it it really makes me think about because i mean you know a lot of times the things that you see it's like girls or women who are killed and it and it makes me think now about like if that was my baby and like how devastating that would be oh god and then to have like fucking psycho people threaten you in like you the only safe place you have in your home you know like it's just too much it's too horrifying and what possesses someone to do that like do you ever in your mind like when you're sitting at home you're like I'm going to write a letter threatening I'm gonna, that I'm going to kill someone. Like, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> no. And, but I also think, I mean, like a level less intense than that is like all of the internet attention around this case and people who, you know, talk mad shit about Shanann. And I'm like, okay, like I'm interested in true crime, but not to the extent that I'm going to go online and get get involved yeah. in a conversation talking shit about a murder victim. Like, yeah. seriously, what possesses you to do that? I don't understand, like, any of this mindset at all. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about her, but I hope we're not talking shit about her. Beyond, Girl, I have like, definitely her- talked shit about her in my life. <sighs> I will say, like Lisey Peterson, she's definitely not somebody I would want to be friends with. But... I think all of these conversations and and in general, I think these conversations flatten the humanity of murder victims. I don't know why it's so easy to do that, but it is. It is. And so I think, especially reading this book and also I think the documentary did a pretty good job of of bringing that back of being like, hold on, hold on. Like this, this is a, a human being with, with complexities that you can't see from fucking social media. And, you know, to talk shit about this person after they've been murdered by their husband is is a really that's a that's a distasteful thing to do. Yeah. So I so I yeah, so I'm hoping we're not I hoping we're not talking shit beyond like her taste in home furnishings. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping Which, that's okay. Sense. Can we just quickly talk about that too? Holy <laughs> sure. shit. Every room okay. It's like Shanann looked at a picture of like like a kid's drawing of a rainbow and then was like, I'm going to take each one of these colors and make it the theme of a room. 
of a single room in my house. So like the kitchen is like all orange and there's like a bunch of like artificial flowers that are like this bright orange. And then there's like a purple room and like an indigo blue room. I mean, it's like, what was going on there? Like there is seriously some horrifying decor choices, but she did not deserve to get murdered. I can at least say that I'm glad she didn't paint everything gray and, and have everything be very that kind of like white and gray color scheme that's like beyond boring. So Girl, but I she think didn't that's do that. Like upstairs. Remember in the video, like when they're looking at her phone and they're like standing by that wall. Dude, I think it's gray and white up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it also looks like all of the furniture came from Pier 1. Do you know that like, really like ch- like badly made furniture, but it's like yeah. yeah, that has like flower pattern upholstery. Yeah, or it's sort of because that's what what Pier One is supposed to be. Oh my god. Yeah, but I think this is the. This- this is like her house. I bet you like most people's houses or a lot of people's houses look like that. So I, I do in no way think she's unusual. I think yeah. she's so. Yeah. Plus I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> this is so fucked. Um, we've been doing interviews from home, you know, like <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to see like all of the applicants home decor. Ooh. Girl, Shanann Watts actually, I think like has it together. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comparatively. <laughs> I haven't been in anyone's house for a long time because of COVID. But yeah, like back in the day, like if you and I don't you, oftentimes I don't pay attention to people's houses. But if I do, I'm often like, what's happening right now? Like there's no books. <laughs> there's no art. It's it's, it's very it's, weird. It's, yeah. There's like this weird wrought iron, fake wrought iron. Ooh design on your wall like what is that where did that even come from (laughs) that's gotta stop that's gotta stop man wrought iron giant ass clock a lot of giant clocks a lot of um we talked about this the the, we talked about this with Lacey peterson but the like the stuff you get at like ross or or marshall's or you know where it comes from hobby lobby hobby lobby i know because in Indiana, we used to go to Hobby Lobby all the fucking time because there was nothing to do there. And there was a whole art section. And it was just like, yeah, like, po- like not even posters. They were like, um, like canvases. Canvases, yeah. And they were, yeah, and it was always black and white. And it would be like a picture of like a rose with a dew drop on it. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower seen through mist. Oh my god, or, yes. It was, ooh, man. Or, like, an umbrella somewhere in the picture. Yes, yes. definitely yeah. a lot of umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And it was, so it was, like, it was, like, like a child's idea of what, like, sophisticated art would look like. <laughs> it was, yeah. But I loved Hobby Lobby. Like, Hobby Lobby was amazing. Like, they would sell shit, like, a Santa Claus in camo. Like, like oh. that was, that's. Girl, Fuck those birth control denying motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh man. Santa Claus in camo, be damned. Hobby Lobby motherfucking sticks. I know, but the Hobby Lobby was close to our house, and the Michaels was like on the other side of town, so we would oh. always go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and it's called Hobby Lobby, which is just like an amazing name. It's like a fake name. Yeah, cause like in the lobby. 
like a like a lobby doesn't even have that much in it. Like why wouldn't you like be like the hobby main room? <laughs> hobby lobby rhymes with hobby. <gasps> hobby ballroom. That's what it oh should be. God. That's what it should be. A vision of opulence, of <laughs> grandeur, versus a lobby. What do you do in a lobby? You stand around. Yeah. You do not do hobbies. No. <laughs> no. Hobbies are done in lobbies. <laughs> OMG. All right. Well, this this has been fun to do, like, an in, impromptu episode. Because, like, with Skype, we can just do this at any time. It's that easy. No. It's awesome. It's weird. Although, I feel like it's still... Girl, I def prefer in person. Oh, I do, too. 100% I do. And... Yeah, when we get vaccinated, which I, I'm thinking I'm thinking by summer we'll be vaccinated. Hopefully. Then we can do it again in person. Yes. And we can go to Via Marina because, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. And then I'll also quit interrupting because I can't tell when pauses happen. I don't know what happens to me when I'm on the phone. It's phone. Phone fucks me up, dude. You're. It's actually not that bad. Like, given it, – it's just – it's hard with with, with this with. technology to not talk over each other so i don't think we're doing oh there you are hello i don't think i don't think we're doing so bad i came back you came back although there's still planes going over so i'm probably gonna go off again but that's okay anyway okay well um i guess we're we should just end the show right yeah um come visit our website mydarkhour.net which is like I have so much fun so much fun doing it the Scott and Lacey (laughs) Peterson page I'm not done with it but it is um everything there's a lot of early aughts um aesthetics going on the comic sans literally gives me chills (laughs) good way and then in a bad way yeah there's a lot of comic sans um and yeah it's it's bad yeah um, and then also you can find us on Twitter, sort of, although we <laughs> check it at my dark HR podcast. Wait, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. My dark HR podcast. Um, and then also thanks for those of you who are like, I saw we got another rating. We did. I know. I saw that too. So thank you for um, giving us as stars and spreading the word. Um, we have a good time doing this. And I can go on SoundCloud and see like where people are listening to us. And we have like a listener in Columbus, Ohio that has listened to every single episode. And then somebody in Taylor, South Carolina. I don't know. Hey Columbus. Hey Taylor. (laughs) So we don't have a lot of listeners. So I can, it's, it's easy for me to be like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a, I don't know if they're a fan, but they listen to more than one episode. Oh well, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh-huh. I like we really appreciate you. Yeah, that's it's it's nice because yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. See ya next time. See ya.